Hello, campers. It's another episode of the Brian Trust, the first of the new year. Mm-hmm. Indeed, Not first the last. Year, 2019, the time when we all resolve to do everything and follow through until Tuesday. <laughs> right. And it's like, yeah. Oh man. So, how was your how was your week transitioning into the new year? Week was good. Yeah. yeah. Week was actually really Went good. Back to work and. Yeah, back to work. Such as it were. And likewise, yeah. I actually got um I actually got an extra day off. Oh, nice. Which was craziness. No, well I got um I was prepared. I was basically off through like New Year's Day and then the second I was prepared to go back to work, but Monday night on New Year's Eve I got a call oh. from my supervisor oh. uh late. It was like well she called and I thought she left a voicemail, but I didn't see anything of myself. I'm like, I wonder why she called me. Hmm. So I called her back and she's like, Well yeah, I just wanted to let you know you're gonna have Wednesday off as well. Oh, and I'm like, really? Why? Yeah, <laughs> so, well, it wasn't cool. anything bad. It was, um, no, she, uh, she got, she was getting called in to work on new year's day. Oh. And so in recompense, he gave her the day after new year's off. Oh, but because she's the one who opens the office early oh. for, for when I and the other data entry person come in and stuff and he didn't want to. So hmm. he was just like, oh, I'll just give him the day off the pay. So I'm like, oh, there you go. Yay. Hey, I will take not? that. Yeah, and why not? My, and you know, the funny thing is, I already got my W-2 from him. Well. He just handed it to me yesterday along with the uh, the uh, pay stubs from the past couple of weeks since I hadn't been there. Fantastic. Um, I was surprised. I'm not used Ooh. to that. Like, I've never got, I have literally never gotten a W-2 that fast ever. Right. When do you usually uh, get it? Like February. I think Mars yeah, rolling well, yeah, like February. By federal law, like employers are required to at least have it postmarked by the end of January. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's I think it's just because the size of this company is very small. I think it's maybe like ten or twelve employees. Oh, well, you can you get go. it done a lot faster. Whereas with most corporate and he's working through ADP for the payroll stuff. So right. I think with most large corporations it just takes longer, especially if they're dealing with multiple states. Right. Um with Logisticare, the company I used to work for, they have offices in like 37 states. Oh, and yep. it's all, all, their, all their payroll stuff is run out of Atlanta. So I think mm. they, I mean, they work with ADP as well, but I suspect they just need to, mm. a lot to throw, put together. Um, nice. Mm, that time. Very good. Usually we get it like the last week of January. So, and they just, cool. they drop it off with the, the paychecks or something, you know, or it's available mm-hmm. online since I would do direct deposit anyway. Right. Um, that kind of thing. I got to figure out how to get it this year because I only worked part of last year and I can't seem to log in anymore. <laughs> so I'm like, ah. Oh. Oh. Or maybe I just need to change my password or something. I just need to go in there and see if I can find it and get that W-2 so I can finish my taxes. Sure. Although I can't get the refund processed right now because of the shutdown. Oh. The IRS is not, they're not paying out, they're not processing refunds at this time as a part of the mm-hmm. shutdown. People, they're mm-hmm. still accepting returns, but they're not processing payouts right. at this time. Um, one of the things, that's okay. I, I'm not, I always, I never worry about that. I always think of a refund as like, oh, hey, bonus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's money coming back. It's not something I budgeted for. It's kind of, right. I said that aside for other things. That'll probably, if it's, if it's good enough, then I'll probably pay for my trip to Phoenix in May for Comic-Con. Oh, that's nice. We we'll usually see. take our we usually take our refund and we reinvest it. Yeah. It's because it's a nice it's a nice little thing. 
you know, yeah, uh, no, no, I, we don't spend it. We just turn it around and we go, here you go, invest. That's, a, that's not a bad idea either. So it's, mm-hmm. I just have to see when I, once I get the paper, now that I have AW2, I can kind of start going through some of that stuff and mm-hmm. figuring out uh, roughly, if I get everything else done, then I can fill in the, the last, the logistic care information later. I mean, my income right. is considerably less because I only worked a quarter, like half the year as opposed to yeah. the yeah. full year and stuff. Um, right. I have less expenses on less business expenses for the voiceover stuff. So um, that mm. will probably be more taxes out of that mm-hmm. as well. But that revenue also dropped a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a lot. It's just been slowing. Like sales have been slowing down of the, of the one book that's been selling more than anything else. Sure. So, that's okay. That's expected after about four years of it. That doesn't. Nice. That's a good run. That that's a great run. Great run. Um, <clears throat> so I'm, going to start my goal was one of my goals this year start being more aggressive um professionally and going after more work uh yeah how to do that you know uh (laughs) so can i um i i think i may have something that could help and by no means um this they are not a sponsor of this podcast but i did find a really cool free nugget it's free totally free no upsell Mm -hmm. nothing to pay for um we've talked about Mel Robbins on this show before. Yes. Okay. She and her company have developed this. They're calling it. It's not a course. It's an experience. Um, it's 35 days. You do one thing a day oh, and okay. it's 35 days. Uh, they're calling it the 2019 mindset reset. There's a hashtag okay. minds mindset reset. Yeah. Hashtag I see that here. Reset. Okay. Yep. Uh, and it's totally free. Uh, you go to melrobbins.com forward slash mindset reset. And we'll throw the link in the, we'll throw the link. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's for, it's targeted for people who want to basically reset their mindset. Well, it sounds, um, it's very similar. That, that sounds like it's, it's a longer version. Like, uh, David Lawrence, our mm -hmm. mutual. Yes. Obviously. And, professional yes. acquaintance um did a similar thing this year with uh believe which was the 21 yes day course that he yes. did that was a paid course but um right i i admit i started it and then i, I just couldn't <laughs> i fell behind yeah they but actually touch on look through that more and yes they actually touch on limiting beliefs in this in this experience as well mm-hmm. and um so they wanted to make it very clear that it's not a course you know, don't get turned off because it's a course. It actually is little bite-sized chunks for 35 days. Yeah. Which, which actually goes in line with the slight edge, right? The, uh, we've talked sure. about the slight edge before. And the slight edge is the same thing. You just make small, incremental, positive changes. And then over the course of a, you know, a long time, it actually is more like a quantum leap from where you were. Yeah. Right. Instead of going like day one to day two, a massive leap or a massive change, it's their tiny little, well, and tiny for me, little change. It's mostly for me. It's it's more about. I think it's more about setting up systems. Mm-hmm. They're kind of exactly odd, just to f- get myself to automatically think that way. And exactly. Get, and so I've been using exactly. things and you know like a GTD type system. Like I'm starting mm-hmm. to kind of sit down and chart out like a schedule stuff and go. Oh, you need to do this here. I need to do this. Right. Right. And focus on blocking out that time for those things. Exactly. Um, as well. So, I mean, like this year in the week since the last episode, like I, I cleaned the living room and the kitchen and 
like scrubbed everything down and cleaned out the microwave, which was looking a little dirty. Um, that kind of thing. Got that. Even did that. Even did the bathtub. The grout mm. and stuff was looking pretty bad. So I'm nice. Good for clean, you. Clean some of that out, which was ugh. yeah, <laughs> not a great experience, but you know, um, right. But uh, so I was doing some of that. Laid down the exercise. I hung some artwork in the living room. Just stuff I've been putting off forever. Yeah, trying to get down. Never did get around to rearranging my bedroom like I originally wanted to, but that's mm. my fault because I didn't. Um, and uh, but I got through. Uh, I started the like I talked about last week. I started uh, my movie challenge for myself this year. Yeah, I've been uh, watching your post too. Yeah, new movie to me. New new to me movie every day. Yep. Uh, for sure. Yeah. So I've been uh, doing some of that, and I may. I may occasionally cross post one to the, to, to the, to our Facebook page for the podcast. If it's, if I think it's something relevant to sure. what we're talking about, you know, right. Uh, this week it's been, it's been interesting because I find it sitting there going, what am I in the mood for? What am I not like last night? There was one on Netflix that I tried to start watching, but I honestly, I'm convinced that my ISP is throttling Netflix. Oh, at night during prime time, because during mm. the day it's not a problem, but at night it's like, Oh, and my and my bandwidth's not affected because I can go everywhere else. Mm, and and they may Am- but Amazon Prime and Hulu, like I stream stuff on there, no problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. only Netflix that's having that issue. Mm. Um, and so that concerns me. Great, even YouTube. You know, you'd think because that's that more than anything else, that's actually Netflix's like greatest competitor at this. Right? It sounds mm-hmm. weird, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in terms of all every all the programming that gets uploaded there every day. You know, sure. But it's, uh, but even that like bandwidth problems haven't really been a huge issue um, mm. for that. But yeah, with Netflix, I don't know. So I started picking out movies I can download so I can watch them later. <laughs> like, okay, right. I'm going to save right. that and then I can watch it when I have time. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That'll um, save on bandwidth. For but sure. I jumped over. So I jumped over to Amazon and picked something to watch instead because it was getting nice. late. I'm like, I need to watch something today. So um, what movies have you watched so far? Um, okay. So let me grab my log actually gonna keep a, I keep a handy list for myself nice so that I like a text I have a text file that I keep notes on just with titles and stuff and I'm actually going to start keeping like a book log as well uh there's an author um let me pull this up real quick uh Jamie Todd Rubin hmm. uh it's like an author and a blogger but he's actually kept a text-based reading list since 1996 holy moly yeah and he and it's huge like it's it's insanely huge he's actually moved it he used to keep it on a text file that that exported to wordpress uh, and actually posted live on his like it would update on his website mm. in real time he doesn't keep the list on his website anymore it actually on, it's on his github repository mm. um but yeah it was just it's just reading.txt and he all he what he does is he tracks like the book title the author and the date he completed it along with like a notation system kind of like bullet journal whether sure. it's like whether it's an audiobook or whether it was an ebook or if he if he was rereading it or if it was something he liked and it mm. would take those things he had a script that he would run it would take those things and either make the text bold or like turn the text orange or like color it or mm. what have you so you could see all the different things that he was uh, all the different things so if it's not just print if it's a bunch of audiobooks you could tell that and stuff yeah. and you could filter it out by author name or title you know dates things like that and so right. that's really cool so i kind of want to i've been thinking about that for a while um 
And so I decided I wanted to try and do that this year as well. Hmm. Uh, just so I can kind of keep better track of the stuff I've read. Sure. Right. Um, as well as the stuff I've watched. So after 2019, like the movie log kind of thing, I'm, I might just keep that going. Nice. Um, going forward. And it makes it easy to do, like I can just do multiple lines if I need to. So, yeah. so far, obviously it's only been four movies so far this year. Um, I'll watch the fifth one today, obviously. Um, but I watched on new year's day, I watched a, this movie on Amazon called actor for hire. Mm. So it's, it's kind of, if you're not in the entertainment industry, it's kind of hard to get. Mm. It's funny. Like it's a comedy. I guess it's supposed to be a satire. It's, it's, it's a very indie, like low budget movie sure. and it looks it. And the first like 20 minutes are just painful and like, mm. they just, it doesn't feel well executed and they, but mm. when they start diving, actually getting into the story, I kind of got into it and followed it to the end. And the ending's a little weird too, but mm. you know, it was just kind of, I mean, it's unrealistic, but it's, um, there's enough shades of things where it's like, Oh yeah, I get that. Mm. Uh, then I watched, uh, Power Rangers, the reboot okay. from a couple of years ago or a year and a half or so. Uh, that wasn't bad. I mean, you can read my comments on the blog because I like I post the title and then I'm just talking about the talking about a little bit my feelings at the time I watched it and so I watched Despicable Me three as well. That's a good one. I like that one. It was that was not bad. I and I I, I said this in my post as well. Like I think of Despicable Me kind of like the way I think of the Austin Power franchise. Yeah. Like the movies are good. They're funny. Yeah. But they're just the sequels are not as good as the original. Like they just don't yeah. have that impact and the yeah. hilarity of it. Exactly. Even the Minions movie, which I love. I love the Minions. They're my favorite yeah. thing about the franchise. Hilarious. Even that was not as good as the original movie. So, yeah. it, um, but I loved it. I, I really enjoyed the movie. They're separate. They're, they're, they're solo movie as well. Well, solo in a large group, but, um, and I like this. I think it was a good ending to the series mm-hmm. in a way. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Steve Carell has said he's not going to come back and do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's pretty sure he's done unless like he said, he's still open to cameos. Like if they do sure. more minion in more minions movies and they wanted right. to do a cameo, he said he'd be open to it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's kind of, he's moved on to, he's moved on to be a dramatic actor now. So uh, yes, he's hunting for that Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like so many, so many comic actors before him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last night I watched killing Gunther, which mm-hmm. uh, was made by, one of the cast members of SNL uh, written and directed and starring him and a couple other SNL people as well. And uh, it's about a group of hitmen who basically, or this one hitman who gets a group of his fellow hitmen together to kill like the leading hitman mm. who's played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. And he's like this, just like the unstoppable assassin. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, it's funny it's a good first effort as a director. I think it's got some problems, but hmm. it's shot like as a documentary. So basically this hitman hires a documentary crew to film him and his friends killing. This assassin. Hmm. Hmm. That part's funny. Like when he's interacting with the documentary crew directly, that one's, that's actually kind of funny. So, um, and the way it ends is super weird. So that was, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it almost has like a cartoony sort of, Bugs Bunny feel to it, mm. not quite, but it at times, yeah. You know, you're, they're using a lot of um, CGI blood and stuff like that. It's not, right. yeah. So, oh, speaking of Bugs Bunny, <laughs> uh, I wa- I rewatched yesterday. Uh, what's it called? One Froggy Night. 
uh you'll know it it's the it's the michigan j frog oh okay. the, the guy finds the uh <laughs> yeah. frog in the all right in the dedication whatever yeah in the block. yeah the cornerstone like in the time in capsule. the cornerstone right exactly yeah hello my honey hello my baby <laughs> yeah i remember that i do remember it's that. hilarious it's just seven minutes of just it's hilarious yeah, I don't know why. That's like one of my favorite cartoons. It's well, just, and, and for a lot of people, it. that's one of the really classic, um, totally classic cartoons they've ever come out with. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's a whole reason that WB used that as their mascot for as long as. Oh yeah, around, you know. Yeah, Michigan uh, J Frog. But Hilarious. Um, yeah, it's so the movie thing is interesting. Like, so there was one. I'm going to try to circle back to it maybe tonight. There's one on Netflix I wanted to watch uh, last night called Brave New Jersey. Mm. which is about this town that um, hears Orson Welles' War of the Worlds broadcast and thinks it's real. Oh. So, again, another comedy, but it's... Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember the guy's name is the lead in that. Um, it's from Veep and... Hale? Uh, uh, Tony Hale, that's it. Ah, uh, yeah. Veep and... Uh, arrested development and mm-hmm. those he's kind of like the main guy uh he's like that he's the mayor of this small town mm. uh kind of thing and he's yeah so that looks uh, it started like i said i started to watch it and i had to stop because of the because of the throttling um, right but i'm gonna come back i'm gonna go back and uh circle back around and watch that again um but i just think about that because a couple months ago um with with the atlanta radio theater company we did war of the world's the untold story Right for Halocon because it was the 80th anniversary of the broadcast mm-hmm. of the original broadcast. So it was like, oh, okay, that's uh, I do want to check that out. So, hmm. um, so I want to, yeah. So I'm gonna keep an eye on that and hopefully, you know, keep going. As it were, it hasn't been a huge problem. Like I said, I think my biggest challenge wasn't so much what to watch; it's like when to watch things. Right. Um, so far, most of the movies have been short-ish. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of Power Rangers, I think they've all been roughly an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, but most of the, most of the stuff that's in my watch list currently is like two hours plus. Yeah. Um, it's always challenging when you get these longer films to start finding things. And I've, I've got some classics lined up and stuff and. Right. I know, but they keep, the problem is the lineups in the live, the libraries keep changing so yeah it's very frustrating because i like i had on amazon i had like bullet and Mm. um both the chinatown both chinatown and the two jakes although i've already seen chinatown so i wasn't gonna i was gonna do like a double feature so i could lead into the two jakes but all of that Mm. stuff aged off of prime so it's not available for free streaming anymore i'm like oh come on (laughs) Mm. um what i found a good uh a good uh alternative when you're not sure where these things are there's a website called just watch mm-hmm. uh, that actually has uh a listing of you can search for a movie or a tv show and it'll actually show you on all of oh two jakes is on hulu instead now cool all right so there you go so it's on it'll show you like what streaming services it's currently available on if you want to rent it if you want to buy it it'll show you prices um that kind of thing so that's kind of mm. that's really cool so mm. um yeah justwatch.com great i think it's a great website you can filter if you want to find something to watch it'll actually show you 
like stuff that's popular right now, or if you want to filter yeah. by price or by service, mm-hmm. um, you can do all of that. Uh, yeah. Completely too. So, uh, so I found out something interesting <clears throat> or exciting this week. So I did, um, God, it must've been, a, it was a few years ago. Uh, I was, um, invited to do some voiceover work for a short film. Okay. Uh, from a director uh, named Sky Talone. Uh, it's called Vox Populi. And, uh, I, I was invited to go to the premiere in LA. I could not make it. Mm-hmm. So I had not, I had actually never seen the film until now they posted it. They posted the full film on YouTube. Oh, cool. and so I threw it in there. Um, this is a short, it's a short, short film, which it's is what, okay. Yeah, 12 minutes short. long or something like that. It's a, it's a very short film. Yeah. 12 okay. minutes, 23 seconds. It's, it's a short film. All right. Um, it's interesting. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting film. Uh, I think, I think you would like it. It's got a nice twist to it. I'll throw it in my, uh, I'll throw it in my watch later list on yep. YouTube. Then I'll grab that. And yep. I'm not one of the main voiceovers, but I'm, uh, I'm in, there's, there's a scene in the movie where a bunch of voices all talk at once mm. and I'm in there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'm in that jumble somewhere. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> the concept they, uh, sounds interesting too. So that's, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely watch it. Uh, just, uh, what was cool was when the credits rolled, I, my name is actually in the credits. That's, that was exciting. Yay. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Right on. So I had never, I had never seen that film. It was very exciting to, it, that it popped up in my feed. I was like, wait a minute. That's awesome. Yeah. That's nice. I need to get, I need to get into that more. I think audition more. Cause that was, that was actually, I think that was a Craigslist audition. And I know, you know, a lot of people. Say well, Craigslist. And, and that's the thing. Well, and that's not saying Craigslist is kind of a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not, it's not that you can't find good, good, sure. good stuff on there, but it's always, you know, it's, it's, it's a risky endeavor. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, but that's, no, I, a, it worked out for you though. That's great. So yeah. Well, this was a freebie. I didn't, there was no payment for this. It no, but like, that's okay. Yeah, I was like, look at that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Well, that's okay. Like when you're, I find with actors and things, some of them start, I'm like, you know what? Working for copy credit meals is fine because that's how you gain experience being on a set or, Mm -hmm, you know, connecting mm -hmm. with people and building a reputation to be able to do work. Right. um, So that you can get an agent and you can get a manager and you can do those things that get you going. Um, Right. So. That's, uh, like I said, that's stuff I need to be more aggressive about, uh, for sure. And try and mm-hmm. just put myself out there and do it. That's yeah, exactly. You just have to, exactly. You just audition, audition, audition. Just I do, just have a, do it I all. Have weird. I have a weird mix of perfectionism and FOMO. So oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very hard. <laughs> Sometimes it's just hard to get out of it. It's hard to leave the house. You know, it's like, oh man, mm. just, gonna, just one more episode of it. I almost done. I'm just going to get this uh, done. Yep. Yep, I know that one. Oh no, no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. I uh I like doing voiceover stuff. It's it's fun. You can get creative. It's I mean Well that's the thing with artsy it's been the nice thing. Like I said I've said before, like I joined to kind of stretch myself and Mm -hmm. be able to come up with different character voices and things I can do yeah on the regular. Like I said, the the shows the 
the one I'm rehearsing for this weekend that I've got coming up in the end of the month, I'm playing a bunch of different parts um, yeah. in stuff. And so it was like coming up with voices for all the different things. Cause one's an actual crocodile and one's um, they didn't really say what his character was supposed to be like a pig, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like, I came up with a couple different voices for that cause they didn't like the first one. So I did the second. Yeah. One. yeah. All right. Yeah. That works. Yeah. Um, and I have to voice a dragon later. I've got to do <laughs> within the show. Wow. There's one, it's one that I'm actually, that I'm not acting and I'm sound designing for it, but I'm going to come up with a good dragon roar. Um, thinking me mixed with a little Godzilla, you know, probably throw, build something. And wow. Throw something together. That'll be kind of interesting. Cause it's kind of in the background of a, of sure. a particular scene. So I guess, well, actually, right. no, wait, I am in that. Yeah, I am in that. I've actually got three three different speaking parts in that one mm. too. So, <laughs> like you're gonna have to conjure that one up from your core, man. That's gonna be a good one. It'll be interesting. Well, it's interesting, uh, but on the good thing, on the good channel, they with arts with like when they're casting stuff, some people do often get more than one voice and things. Yeah, but they try to make sure it's parts that never talk to each other. Right. Um. It does happen occasionally if you don't have a large enough yeah. cast and yeah. and you have scenes where it's where it's like that. I mean, I've done that sometimes if I'm in rehearsal, like somebody didn't show and I'm covering a part where I'll end up talking to myself in two different voices. Yeah. But they try not, you know, you try not yeah. to do that too much. Uh, I mean, there's the strain of it yeah. switching back and forth, but then it, it takes the audience out of it when you're performing as well. Right. Oh, right. Um, yep. I mean, I've, I've, I played characters, two separate voices in the same show, but it was where the scenes were close together, but they didn't actually interact. So right. That's, that's right. Do. Right. Um, and that's it. That's one of the big challenges I think with voice casting with, with this company in particular is being able to go, okay, so we've got to plan where these characters show up and like who talks to who and they kind of have to draw like French scenes and kind of right. uh, plot out like who's in what little mini bits of the bits of the script yeah yeah where everybody is and how many people could actually play and that sort of thing yeah did you happen to see david lawrence's uh role uh his reel from uh mole man on the incredible hulk he posted Um, it in his uh on his youtube video channel oh did he okay yeah no i haven't amazing I i know he's been uh he's been uh, that was kind of his challenge for himself this year is to, to post more videos and yeah. Uh, yeah. Like he's that. doing a video a day. That's another plug I want to yeah. do. He's doing a video a day. They're very, um, uh, right now the, the videos are actor centric. So like, yeah. you know, his, his first video was like how to have a good coffee date with me. Right. Like, you know, like, yeah, you, basically uh, your video stuff for the, like coaching like 60 second emails that like the daily stuff he yeah exactly exactly and they're great i I think they're really good good for him a video a day you know and they're short they're like you know five minutes long whatever they're really short right i did watch the i I think i watched the first one because he had emailed it out to email Mm -hmm. up the link to everybody yeah i haven't watched the rest of them i'm gonna go in there and yeah i've been watching them i've thought about that too and i may i might do something like that later in the year right now Mm -hmm. i'm focused on just spe- certain specific, th- obviously, because I don't want to overwhelm and right. pull myself in too many different directions. Plus, I don't really have a, I mean, I have this camera, yeah, my webcam, but I want something I can actually stand on a tripod where I have some room to move around. And, there you go. Yeah. Or a little bit more. Try. I'll figure something out. Like he uses, right. I know he's got, he's just 
I mean, he's doing the same thing, just the website, but right. Um, I don't know. I I'm trying to think about what I want to do and uh, mm-hmm. where I want to go with that. So yeah, these are good challenges, though. I mean, they and they're you know uh, he's finding time and you know all he does is just find a few minutes a day and yeah. records the video and then posts them. I don't think there's I don't think there's much like editing or post editing that he does. No, but it's interesting if you go back uh, and, and with, with the link that I put in the in the show notes. You go back for us. It's fun to go back, you know, eight or ten years to where we first met him, and like look at the things he was doing, like when he's showing up on the news talking about technology and right uh, the work he was doing before he was. Um, oh yeah, big time on mm-hmm. on camera as an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's kind of interesting. <laughs> I'm like, oh wow, I'm really going to have to go back and look at these. Yeah, uh, look look at some of these videos. So, so yeah, we used to I'm listen sure to his, does, uh, even even. I'm sure he does like everybody. Look at yourself and go, God, did I really look like that? You know. Uh, um. So we were yeah, listening to that's his one. Radio. That's one of the other reasons I like to do voiceover because I don't have to look at myself on camera. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> well, you know what though? There's another challenge with the voiceover stuff because you have to get used to the sound of your own voice. Yeah, right? well, yeah. Because you do your own editing, and most people get turned off because they're like, oh, forget it. Well, when you have that. to start, you have to you have to do your own editing, but then yeah. um, after a while, if you get successful enough at it, you can outsource. But if you get the right gigs, they usually have somebody editing for you. You've right, you got a sound engineer. You're, turning yep. in the raw, you're just turning in the raw stuff, and they'll, they'll take care of the rest of it. Right. Yep. Or, or like with audiobooks, you can just, you can hire, you can contract out and hire an editor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to do the work for you um, right be prepared to pay of course but you know that's, of course right uh but if you're making enough like i said that's there's a reason like union rates are for independent even for independents like when they try for union rates 250 something plus per finished hour mm-hmm. uh so that you if you need to outsource you can and still not take a huge financial hit Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of rights holders kind of go, why? And you're like, well, you think about how many hours we're going to have to put into this. It's kind of, mm-hmm. it's a lot. And if you want to do it yourself, you can mm-hmm. think about how many hours you took to write, write the book. Mm-hmm. But if you were outsourcing stuff, you you're paying professionals to help you do this work. Right. That's the point. You know, a lot of the, right. a lot of things, a lot of the struggle we have within the narrator and producer community, especially is, doing what they call royalty share, essentially doing the work ahead of time for nothing in hopes that the book is actually going to sell well enough to get a cut of the sales to make up that difference versus a per finished hour flat rate, which is you turn in the work, you get paid and you're done. Right. Uh, The ideal of course is a mix of both what they call a hybrid deal. So you get, so you get paid up front or get paid a stipend and then a cut of the sales after the fact. Yeah. uh, As well. So, um, and it, it can behoove an author, especially if they want, especially if they're expecting you to help promote it. If you're trying to do, I mean, most of us would anyway, but um, that kind of thing, if, if you're expecting sales, especially on a royalty share, you, you gotta, you really have to make it worth their while. Like if, you, sure. if they know it's going to sell or things like that. I've always tried, I know the books I've gotten, I've talked about this before. Like I've always tried to pick topics that interested me with the book. Right. Cause that way, like if, even if it doesn't sell a lot of copies, I, you know, I got something out of it. I learned something or I, exactly. you know, dove into an area I never didn't have time to study before. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I like those, but I think I'm looking at it more now to go, okay, well now I need to calculate an honest dollar value to the work that I do mm-hmm. and figure out if this thing is actually going to sell enough to make it worth my while. Right. 
you know, um, some people do that based on their Kindle sale on the books, previous Kindle sales to kind of project. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's some people I'm sure have complicated formulas. I don't know. So it's mm-hmm. even then again, still a crapshoot. You never know. Right. Um, like I said, the best selling book I've had, I did not expect it to sell. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's oh, amazing. Okay. All right. You know, so I was like, man, that dude should have paid me on a per finished hour basis. I've made way more money than I probably should have on that book. That's great though. Uh, oh yeah, no, no. I'm, I, I cannot complain. I want to say probably over the past five years so far, I, I, I have probably made about 12 grand on that. That's on that one title. So that's great. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And I'm thrilled to death and it still sells, you know, here and there. So it's, um, I'm, I'm good with that. (laughs) Cool. Imagine if you had like 25, 30 of those all doing that. Yes. Well, that's the that's goal. what people do. People that's, just that's like crank these wanna, out. You want to build a library of books that will sell on royalty because that's okay. But you also want to do the flat rate per finished hour stuff up front so you can pay right. them while, yeah, right. while you're building exactly. that. And then, you know, hybrid deals and things like that until you get to um, somebody actually posted in one of the audiobook narrator groups I'm on on Facebook the other day. Mm-hmm. He was commenting on something and he even said, he was like, I like to do a mix of, you know, royalty share and, and per finished hour books, the flat rate per finished hour stuff always takes priority because mm-hmm. you want to get them done faster. So you can get them out of your hair. Um, yeah. Right. And then he said, yeah. And then, and then he's like, well, and my work with the big publishers comes first before anything else, mm, right. which makes sense because that's professional level. They're paying you a crap ton of money mm-hmm. to do the work. So it's like, yep, mm-hmm. okay. I would rather focus on that and turn it out and be like, yep, yeah. Right. Um, I've been exploring some different possibilities, uh, some new software, things like that. I actually have a copy of pro tools now, which surprised me a little bit. Um, pro tools has a free version, Hi. uh, called pro tools first. And it's like, you, you can only do up to 16 tracks I'm like, Oh darn. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, but I was using it for, um, some of my work with artsy for editing, um, or trying to, I need to relearn the platform. It's been a, been a while since I've used it. Hmm. Um, so I'm, I'll probably go back to editing. The, I have a, one of the audio dramas we're doing in, in studio that I'm editing for the company. And I'm just going to put it together in audacity because I know that well. And yeah, I can, I should be able to put it together relatively quickly. So, um, so while I'm doing that, I want to relearn pro tools since I have that free version, you know, it's like, yay. Mm-hmm. That could come mm-hmm. in very handy down the road. Sure can. Um, and so, so there's that. There's actually something I've been thinking about for the podcast that might be good down the road as well, or just regular voiceover stuff. They can use called Hindenburg. Hmm. Um, and it's specifically built for, it was originally built for journalists. Oh. Uh, it was software. It was kind of built for journalists and, um, and reporters and things like that but it, it's been used with oh let's see if i can find it here real quick no there we go yeah so they have um what they call hindenburg journalist but they have different products in that line they all mm. basically do kind of the same thing mm. um so they're good but they can be good for podcasting uh they have one called hindenburg broadcaster uh mm. field reporter 
uh, for people on the go. But some of this stuff is like mobile device. Some of it's based on a laptop, but it can do a lot of, um, it's got a lot of built-in leveling and normalizing and things like that uh, that help help the editing process speed up. Mm. I think is the idea. It's basically to be set to broadcast standards. So mm. I thought that was interesting, you know? So, um, so yeah, it's, but it costs money, you know, to, mm. to get, so it's like, ah, and it's got built-in mm. Skype recording, which is nice. Mm. Um, but they have one called Hindenburg ABC, which is, um, audiobook creator hmm. kind of thing. So the idea is to help you save, uh, save post-production time uh, because it's got loudness integrated, which is when we talk uh-huh. about yeah, getting super technical for the audience, mm-hmm. uh, that's like the, the gain levels on a microphone or things. So you sure. don't get feedback or it's clipping at the top or things like that. Right. Right. Um, and we do stuff for this show. So it makes it sound like Brian and I are actually talking at the same volume. Mm-hmm. Um, we can certainly hear each other that way. We're not necessarily recorded at the same levels. And so we have right. software we can go in and, and fix that. Uh, so mm-hmm. it all comes out. So it all right. comes out good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks like it might be worth the money. I don't know. It's mm. tricky. Like that one, like like the ABC, the narrator one, that's like $500. Ooh. Uh, yeah. It's it's a one-time fee or is that a subscription? Oh, uh, no, that's a one-time. Yeah, that's a mm. one-time fee. Mm. But... Um, Single user only kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, but that's the audiobook one specifically. But you can put in metadata. You can do a lot of stuff with that. And, uh, I w- I've been looking at more of like the broad, uh, not the broadcaster one, Hindenburg Journalist, which is more mm. like a podcasting thing. That's like ninety ninety dollars. Mm. So it's not too bad. Um, no. But that again, that's also a one time purchase. So right. That's that's not bad at all. So. Uh, I don't know. I may look into it at some point. It's, it's one of those where I'd like to try it out maybe and see, see sure. my time first. And they do offer sure. like a 30 day trial right. on these things. So nice. So I like that a lot. That helps. You know, That's very nice. What, at least on some of the, some, some products, not all of them, but some of the products they do. Yep. Uh, they do some of that. So. Mm. That's, oh, I wanted to tell you. Yes. I uh, I actually watched the first episode of Dairy Girls. Oh yeah, what'd you think? Yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty funny. And you're right. I I attempted to watch it without the subtitles, and yeah. within the first five minutes, I was like, what? Yeah, it's super thick <laughs> accent, you know, which is which is fine. I think it's great that they're doing, you know, they're keeping it real. Yeah. But it's yeah, it was just yeah, I, I had to, the same problem. I did have to like, turn the subtitles on. And and what I thought they said wasn't what they actually said. So I'm like, I'm glad I turned this up to, I just, it's so funny. It's just, yeah. it was, I, I laughed out loud probably about four or five times Yeah, during that thing. I mean, it was just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I, you know, funny thing was when I, when they, when we first started watching it, I honestly thought it was a drama mm. or something because it talked about being in Northern Ireland during right. the division, talking about the army and the troubles and all that stuff. Right. Like, it's going to be a, drama or something and like by the end of the first i'm like oh no it's not okay oh it's not no all right i'm gonna settle in then this will be fun um yeah so i finished the season (laughs) i mean it's only six episodes you know british show oh okay but you know british irish show so shocker but um they only have one season so far oh okay it's brand brand new this year so that oh yeah it's hilarious 
It's hilarious. Yeah, it's I not everybody's they, cup of tea. But they it's, haven't it's, announced whether they're renewing it yet or not. I hope so. I because that yeah. is a really good show, and I think it deserves yeah. it deserves more right uh, more episodes to be made. I, I kind of want to see if they um have already done it. Oh wait, here we yeah. go. Let's see. So here's an episode. Here's an article from a couple years ago or a couple weeks ago. Uh, so the so it was already renewed for season two in the UK. Okay. So presumably it will come out here at some point, but they've already fin- they've already finished filming it. Okay. As well, so that's uh, I think yeah. that's cool. I don't they haven't announced like when it's gonna when the when it's gonna at least premiere on yeah. in the UK, but yeah, uh, yeah. I think that would be uh, that should be interesting, uh, right? To see where from what I've at. seen just of the first episode, it's vulgar. There's a lot of swearing in it. Right. Well, it's high school kid. Yeah, it's high of school course. kid in the right. 90s. I'm like, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. Um I don't I don't know. Uh it's hard to explain. Like it's you don't expect what's going to happen, <laughs> which is what I love with comedy. I can't I could not yeah. predict the stuff that they that was going to oh, happen. Oh yeah, no, it was crazy. I was just like <laughs> and there's a lot of really good there have been a lot of really good British shows specifically that did that. Um there was one um, if you think about, like we've talked about the IT crowd is similar, same production yes. company, in fact, I think, um, mm. that did that as well. There was, there was one in like 2008, uh, I can't remember how many seasons that, I think they did, they, they only did one season. They only got six, uh, six episodes out of it called Lab Rats, mm. uh, which was really, but this was, um, the executive producer was Armando Iannucci who did Veep and, uh, In uh, the Loop and a lot yeah. of that stuff. And it's basically it's kind of like the IT crowd. Like it's, it's a working comedy that these guys working in like a university science lab mm. um, as researchers and stuff. It's, right. it was the episodes I watched. It was funny because they start off and then the, the episode gets weirder and weirder and weirder. And then ends at the end with just this really wacky situation. Mm. And somebody's like, Oh, for, you know, <laughs> it's just, right. they're about to swear and it cuts out. I was like, yes. As yeah. as silly as that can get, it's so much fun yeah. to watch it just completely go out of control. Yeah. yeah. Um, British I, humor has is I, I've always had a thing for British humor. Yeah. You know, I mean, this goes all the way back to like when I was a kid watching Benny Hill and the Kenny Everett show. I don't know if you remember the Kenny Everett show. I do uh, not. Uh, that's a good one. Most people don't uh, don't remember the Kenny Everett show. I don't think it was as popular, but it was. It, it was it, it was a show that came on after Benny Hill uh, when I watched it in Chicago. It was like 10.30 was Benny Hill, 11 o'clock was Kenny Everett, hmm. you know, um, and then Monty Python, obviously. But the, but the, Brit- the British humor, I don't, I don't know. It's like, it's subtle, but it's just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's uh-huh. smart humor. That's what I like. Most of it. it but it's just... Dairy Girls. I don't. Know, I was just like I could not have predicted any of that that was going to happen, and they were ripping on the British guy. Yeah, <laughs> the whole episode. This is an all girls school. Why is he going here? Yeah, <laughs> he I love that. I thought that British. was. So, I thought the other British, just, and they all think he's gay, and he's like, I'm not right. gay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a bold I, choice I, with your hair. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, what? I'm a man. Well, he's the well, and he's um. But he's the cousin of the other ones, like the rebellious yes. one. Like he's her right. cousin. And like she's they sent him, I don't remember why yeah. they sent him there. Um they talk about it in that first episode, but I can't remember why. Uh 
at the time. So it was, <laughs> I was like, wow, that's just, it was that's pretty crazy. funny. Yeah, it was, uh, but, oh yeah, I, I was going to say, we t- no, we did talk about that last week. Spider, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You yeah, saw it. I saw that. I might go like today for, for part of my movie chat. I may actually go to go see Aquaman or something at the theater, ah. go to the movie theater and see something. Yeah. Um, I, I want to do that more if I can. It's expensive. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm just like, you know, it was like, I thought about it the other day and I, like, I went online, I went to my local movie theater, look at it, primetime ticket, $20. Yeah, see, this is the thing. Like, this is why, exactly. That's why I joined up with the, not a sponsor of this podcast. I, I joined up, and I don't even say the name. I joined up yeah. for a movie club with a certain franchise. Right. And, well, no, we talked about it. We've I, talked about it in previous episodes. That's fine. Yeah, I mean. All right, whatever. It was the C- Cinemark. Yeah, the Cinemark movie. Yeah, club. Cinemark. Okay, okay, fine. Cinemark. It's okay to okay. mention, because we've also mentioned AMC's Stubbs A-List. and That's true. That's you know, true. So we've mentioned the other companies. Like, it's All not right. that big. Cinemark. Yeah not a sponsor of this podcast right uh i pay eight dollars a month Broke. and i get a credit <laughs> yeah yeah so eight i mean eight bucks a month that's not much right so i just i don't go out to lunch one day whatever i don't i haven't gone out to lunch in a long time but that's that's part of our we're trying to save money this year right anyway. right uh, but but eight dollars a month you know maybe we'll skip a couple months because nothing came out whatever or skip a few months and then i look at the app and i've got like four credits with yeah. basically four movie tickets right and so, you know, we'll, uh, and if you, I think if you go on a certain day, the, like yeah, you, if you buy one ticket. Up, the, yeah. Probably like on Tuesday or when, like when they have, yeah, it's like if you buy one days. ticket, the next ticket is like significantly lower. So you don't actually have to burn a credit cause it's almost the same price. I think. Right. Right. But, well, um, like, the, like, and, and then just for balance, like AMC, for those who have AMC theaters in their area, like the Stubbs A-list, it's $20 a month, but you get to see three movies a week mm-hmm. kind of thing, which is that's like, worth wow, it, man. that's crazy. Yeah, that is uh, totally worth it. That's so actually that's, a better deal than uh, yeah. Cinemark because Cinemark is $8 for one credit and it's $20 for three. So they're actually, there's a $4 difference there. Right. Well, for some people like the, the Stubbs, which is a rewards program. So A-list is like yeah. a step above that. Yeah, right. it's kind of big because you don't earn the the points for the rewards program for tickets that you get through the A-list thing. Uh, um, but you do get points for the actual subscription. Right. So it's like, oh, okay. Right. That's interesting, right. I, I suppose. Yeah. I'm always curious about whether it's, you know, I'm looking through trying to see. I was curious if they, because I don't think it actually, it doesn't necessarily, credits don't roll over mm-hmm. uh, per se, as far as I yeah. know. So it's... Um, but because you have, you can see up to three movies a week for that. If you go a lot, mm-hmm. uh, that can be pretty easy to to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So exactly. that's the other the other reason I like these programs is uh, a lot of the theaters now have assigned seating, and mm-hmm. yeah. you can actually with the credits that you have, you can purchase your t- tickets through the app. You don't have to go to a separate website. You can pick your seats. You can do all that, and then the app. Actually, if you have an iPhone, the app will put the tickets in your wallet. Mm-hmm. So you don't even, there's nothing to print out. There's nothing right, you just right. go there, you show them your phone, they scan it and they, and then they print you your tickets. Yeah. You know, and you do that right. You don't even have to go to the box office. You just go right to where they take the tickets. You don't have to stand in any lines. You just go right to yeah. the ticket thing. They scan your thing and 
scan your phone and then they print your ticket for you. It's nice. It's actually really nice. It's like, it saves a lot of time, which is, which is really nice. You know, I don't know. I, I like it. I'm not sad I did it. You know? No. Well, no. And you, and you, there's no reason to be so, but you're right. $20 for a movie ticket is ridiculous. You go like you go with somebody, it's 40 bucks. And then if you want to buy concessions or whatever, that could be another. T- so by the time you're done, you've just spent $60 at the movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that's, that's the crazy bit about a lot of that. It's like, why, why is it so expensive? What are you doing mm-hmm. to me? Exactly. Um, so it, it becomes a challenge to be like, oh, you just, you know, you're killing me smalls, mm-hmm. but, um, finding those, you know, finding those theaters and things where you can go take in a, go take in a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it. I still like the experience. Yeah, no, I think, and, and that's the thing. Like, I think it's valuable to to do that if you find the right times and the right screenings. And mm-hmm. it's tricky now because with the technology, some like there any any excuse they have to jack up the rates, mm-hmm. they're kind of they're kind of doing that and taking advantage of it, and that's right frustrating. Right, but it's not. It's it's a little frustrating, but it's not like terrible. Right, so. I enjoy going to the retro movies like the like fathom events will do yeah. like we're showing the Godfather. We're showing fast times at Ridgemont high. We're right. showing yeah. ET, you know, whatever. Uh, and so that to me is interesting also because it's, you know, movies you, you haven't like movies, you know, and love and stuff, but you haven't necessarily seen on the big screen. It's like, that would be right. really cool to see. Right. The Godfather. The I think that would be exactly. And yep. It's, the it's Godfather, the- I, I miss the Godfather, but Fast Times at Ridgemont High, I had never seen that on the big screen. Right, right. The first and- time I saw it was a was a Betamax copy at my friend's house. Well, I know they did Casablanca like last year or the year before, and mm-hmm. I missed that. And I was like, oh, I, I mean, I watched Casablanca a hundred times, but to actually see it in the theater on a big yeah. screen would just be yes. like, I love it. Time. Right. And then fun. there's... There's just something about sharing that experience with others that have that same admiration, yeah. right? Well, like it, doing, it's like a collective thing. It's, I yeah. love it. I just love well, it. Like, for example, then, like at the end of this month, they're doing, it's the 80th anniversary of The Wizard of Oz this year. Oh, wow. So they're screening that. Um, I'd never seen end, that in the big screen. The they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're screening it uh, for Fathom is doing the yeah. screening of it. So, I mean, yeah. here it's kind of... Um, I don't, I don't stress about it as much. Like I, I enjoyed it more in Phoenix. It's a little harder to find places here that do see the shows I want to see. It's like, Ooh, okay. Um, I mean, they're still around, but, uh, I have the To Kill a Mockingbird in March, you know, mm. Ben Hur, I guess if, mm-hmm. you, if you're into that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so some of it depends. Um, uh, the original true grit, you know, like, yeah, all right. Mm. But, um, Oh, Shawshank. That's this year. Wow. 25th anniversary mm. this year. I didn't realize that. Anyway. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, that's always a good one. I think some of it here is there are theaters here in Atlanta that is more art house, but they do devote to some of those classic movies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the Plaza theater, which is almost like all volunteer run. Um, although this, this week they're showing almost exclusively Aquaman because everybody mm. is, and uh, you know, why wouldn't you? I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of want to, I might go there to see it just to support them because I like that theater and yeah. tickets are a lot less. 
So uh, <laughs> like, I like that. Mm. Um, it, but the technology, the screen is like a lower quality and that's okay. I don't sure. Know about that's that. fine. Um, but then we also have like, uh, here we've got the Midtown art cinema and they do a lot of series of like classic movies and, uh, and that kind of thing where you, they'll do, they'll actually do like a Q and a or a lecture with the movie, mm-hmm. uh, as well when, when they have particular events and stuff that they want to show. And, yeah. Um, and they do a lot of other, yeah. So like they have, uh, cinema classics, uh, so that's coming up in the spring and they're doing like eight different movies from around the world. Mm. Um, I don't know why they chose for, for this country. They chose David Lynch as a racer head, but mm. that's fine. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> but they have some other ones, but they're all moving. The rest are all from other countries. Sure. Uh, that look interesting, you know? It's, yeah. and, and so they, they do, they'll do like an, they'll have an intro and they'll have a Q and a afterwards where they mm. people can actually get there and talk to them about the movies. Right. Right. Uh, and that's kind of cool. You know? Yeah. I think one of the best movie experiences that I had, I took, um, I went with a friend of mine and we went to go see the Led Zeppelin celebration day mm. in the, in the theater. And it was a, it was like an art house type of thing. Um, but what they had done was they cranked up the volume of the theater so that it was like a concert. I mean, it wasn't oh, that okay. loud, but it was like, Right. It was, it was loud enough than... that if you talked to your neighbor, nobody would even hear you. <laughs> right, right. It was fantastic because it was like we were right there. And it was probably one of the best movie experiences that, that I've had. It was so good. Like we still talk about it to this day, how good that, that, that show was. But I love uh, that. And it was like, it, we were, it was packed. It was totally sold out. You know, people were like dancing in the aisles, clapping along. I mean, we were cheering and clapping just like we were at a concert. I mean, that's that's how it how much it sucked us in. It was so good. Yeah, yeah it was so good. Right, I love it. But I, I like doing that sort of thing. I like going to the movies. <laughs> love the movies. Cool. Yeah, it's not the same if you sit at home. I mean, you know, it's okay. No, that's true. I think it. I well. It can be true. I think it, it can be if if you have the resources to fit into it, can be less true. Sure. Um, you got to get the get the right kind of get just get just the right kind of comfortable recliner seat and mm-hmm. and a large enough screen um, and a sound and a good sound system. Yeah, you there's just something about it. Well, I mean, there's there's there is something to be said about going to a theater full yeah. of people and enjoying yeah. the communal That's experience what I like. of watching a movie. Right. It's the connection. Um, so like with Spider-Man, that's the thing. Like I watched Spider-Man at the end, everybody applauded. Nice. I yeah. mean, theater was only about half full, but everybody applauded. Like it was right. terrific. And it was, I yeah. mean, it deserved it, which is rare these days, you know, that you see yeah. that, especially yeah. it's not a movie. I mean, it's a movie that's been open for weeks. It's kind of weird to hear that. Right. Right. But it was totally worth it. Like, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love when there's this, this eruptive cheer at the end of a movie. Yeah, you know. and that's and that's why I still go like like when like I said when I go see Marvel or Star Wars movies or things like that like I do make an effort to save specifically for those kind of movies because I can go see it with a a house full of people and react the way they you know go with the go with the crowd and feel the energy of that. Yeah, um, there's always that part of my head that's still thinking about the Dark Knight and <laughs> you know I'm like oh god was there some crazy guy with a machine oh. gun coming in or whatever you know oh, I mean I just oh. I. I I'm never not think about that ever again though when I go to the theater you know it's kind right. of like, 
Yeah. Um, so that's always in the back of my brain a little bit. Right. Uh, when I sit there, but you know, mm-hmm. after a while, once the movie starts, it's usually not a big deal. And like I, and the movies I go to see, there's usually not a ton of, <laughs> usually not a ton of gunplay. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. probably less likely to cause something like that. Right. You know, they don't, right. you know, you really, you don't see people coming in costume anymore on opening weekend. Mm-hmm. You don't see mm-hmm. as much of that because they, they took away all the fun. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, bunch of bad apples had to ruin it for everybody yep uh, as it were yeah right. um most of the audiences married. are getting a little older and it's like yeah it's just weird to come dress up to go see a movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're probably going to go see mary poppins at some point we haven't mm. seen that yet i've heard it was i've heard it was okay uh-huh. um yeah, it's mixed some musical, people really yeah, love it yeah there are some elements of it that is basically just a rehash of what happened in the first movie yeah that kind yep. of thing and i've heard you know the first with the original is still better which is fair mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but it it i look at it like the, the same way i think of power rangers for example it just introduces that story to a new generation of people right and they may like it in a different way exactly hopefully, exactly hopefully they take something out of that so yeah there's a whole generation of people that have never seen mary poppins the original like for example and they go see this and they're like that's amazing that's my mary poppins and then they go see the original and it's weird for them Whereas yeah, for us, it's, yeah. it's the opposite, right? We're like, Julie Andrews was Mary Poppins. Emily yeah. Blunt does an amazing job. It's an amazing, it's, she's amazing. But I'm it's sure. sort of that, yeah. yeah. But it's sort of that, like, no, it's not Julie Andrews, <laughs> right? As good as she was, there's always yeah. that, like, uh, I got to get used Julie to this. Andrews. I don't know. Yeah, I got to get used to this. Yeah, it's, um. so here... It's a nice way to wrap up, just queuing right off of that. Um, so there is a uh, kind of both of my love then. So there's a show on YouTube, and I'm gonna I'll throw it in the uh, throw it in the the show notes so that we have it. Uh, let me grab it here real quick. Yep. Okay. So this is. Um, uh, it's called Damsels and Dice and Everything Nice. Mm-hmm. So it's basically a group of actresses that got together and they are um, dressed as Disney princesses and various things, and they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> they're in character as as Disney princesses and they're playing Dungeons and Dragons, basically. Have you watched it? Is it fun? I haven't yet. I I heard okay. I heard about this and they're they're doing a Kickstarter for episode two. Uh, uh right now it's just kind of it's the idea is it's, it's kind of a parody it's 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 a short it's like eight it's like eight or nine minutes long it's not terribly long yeah. but um i love the idea that they uh that they're doing that they're kind of mashing up that stuff uh, mm. i think that's fantastic i don't have a problem mm. with it i'm like that's great um but yeah they're they're running an indiegogo and the link's on the youtube page but they're running an indiegogo to raise money for the next episode mm. Uh, and that kind of thing. Not a lot. It's a, it's a very small goal. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for them. But it's basically so that, uh, you know, crew, so everybody can get paid, you know, it's basically mm. the idea so they can uh, do enough to come together and, and get paid. Obviously they are um, dressed as uh, very similar, yet legally distinct versions of these, <laughs> of yeah. these characters, but you can always tell, you can, you can really tell. Yeah. So, it's um so yeah i think that's cool uh for sure i think the 
uh, if I remember, I think the guy who's running it was, I can't remember. I've seen his work somewhere before, but hmm. uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. It's, uh, but um, yeah, no, I like the idea. So I'll put that in there. If people want to check it out, that's great. Uh, they don't have to, obviously. You never have to do any of that stuff, but um, hmm. it can be uh, it can be a fun time sometimes to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, uh, we're going to have to wrap this up. Wrap it up, man. I know. First show. First show of 2019. First show of 20, yes, first show of 52. No, <laughs> 52 episodes every week. Uh, no, we need some downtime. Downtime's important. Um, yeah, so thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You can get this. You can listen to this here if you want or get any of our episodes on our website at briantrustpodcast.com. Uh, you can subscribe there or in Apple podcasts, other services coming soon. Um, wherever you listen to the show and your favorite podcatcher, or whatever, if you have the capability to do so, please feel free to rate and review the show because ratings and reviews are how shows like ours get discovered by other people. Mm-hmm. And we always like that so mm-hmm. that more people listen. Uh, you can always, if you want to give us feedback, you can always give us feedback directly too. Uh, we have our email address at Brian trust podcast at gmail.com we're also on the facebooks uh, facebook.com slash the brian trust um, the show is also available on the twitters uh, the show itself is at the brian trust individually we're also on twitter i am at actor geek i am at b selkie and that's going to do it for episode 113 <whistles> lucky 113 woo <laughs> <laughs> As we start off 2019, thank you so much for joining us as always. And until next time. Mm, What challenges do you have? What challenges did you make for 2019? Well, the movie one was primarily one. Yep. And, uh, and uh, making these stingers shorter. There you go.